Now is the time to submit quietly. We control all you hear and feel. You are about to enter a great adventure and experience the awe and mystery from your ultimate fantasies to your deepest fears from which you may never return. Welcome back, everyone. We are here <laughs> at uh, Strutton from Gorilla. Uh, this is our second episode. We're all really excited. I know it's going to be a good one because uh, the the heat's turned up. Mango's got no shirt on, and we are ready to rock and roll today. We are ready to rock and roll. We got a lot in store. We're going to talk about a little bit of this week in wrestling, some stuff that's going on, and uh, then we're going to talk about some feuds. Some of the best feuds of all time. And uh, we'll wrap it up and preview our next episode. Um, so we got everyone here. Let's reintroduce them. I am Vito. We have Mikey Cash. Hey, guys. What's up? We got Big Mango. Hey, Vito. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. I got no shirt on. You're correct. And I'm happy that you're here with no shirt. We've got the leader of men, the one, the only, the guy behind the scenes, Mr. Bobby Stone. Gentlemen, it's great to be back and talking to all of you again and again about wrestling. Mm-hmm. And agreed. So, hey, look at listen. I I know for the uh, as Mike likes to call it, the dozens and dozens of fans. We got some good feedback. We got new mics. You know, that should be sounding nice and crisp and clear. All right, and we are uh, really we got, investing in this. Yeah, we got some line mics. Let's go. Let's do it. So. <laughs> Let's let's just you know let's just dive right in, guys. Yeah, let's, let's just go. dive right in tonight. You know it's a Monday night. We got a hurricane coming. We'll we'll, we'll dive right in. We Stand got uh, back. this this <laughs> this week in wrestling. So some things we're not we're not going to touch on everything, but we'll hit some key points that maybe we saw, we heard about. Um, I know one of the things we had been talking about was that whole Adam Cole in, uh, incident. Uh, for those of you listening that don't know, Adam Cole is an NXT wrestler from the Undisputed Era. And he was invited on the Pat McAfee show. Stormed off set, and boom, here we are. A few days later, Triple H came on and did an interview as well. Here's my question to you boys. If you haven't seen it, first of all, go look at it at YouTube. Is it a work? Is it not a work? It's everything absolute, in wrestling to work. Maybe. Right. We're getting worked right now because we're talking about it. Like, it's definitely a work. It was, I mean, it was a great performance by him. Don't get me wrong. It was, it looked and felt real, which is I mean, kind of he what you want out of a good work. The gentleman at the end, the, not security guard, but, you know, just one of past producers there just pushes him out of the way. I thought that was pretty awesome. It felt like a uh, nice, genuine yeah. uh, ripoff of any other production that, uh, that they've tried to work before. So uh, I thought I it was think- great. Yeah, I, I think it harkens back a little bit to Jerry Lawler and uh, Andy Kaufman back uh, yes, 30 years ago. I my mean, on a much exactly. lower level, of course. But mm-hmm. Yeah, my point exactly. Yep. If you look at it, I see SummerSlam around the corner. Mm-hmm. I also noticed, uh, didn't Pat McAfee work as a, uh, I believe, a 
side ring announcer for a couple shows. I believe that's true. So here's my yes. thing. They go back. If it's not working, you go back to the old stuff, right? Mm-hmm. You try and get the popular media involved. Now, they actually made a pretty good job of making this a work. I know in today's era, everybody's work is pretty bad and unscripted and scripted and it looks terrible you know about it right away but to me this this is just setting up for a summer slam match or something mm-hmm. something like that absolutely so. and i'm just excited with I mean, be... a putting contest a putting contest punting contest i <laughs> thought that would be a pretty, pretty terrible but <laughs> go ahead matthew and maybe they'll bring mr perfect back too <laughs> i watched that i watched those vignettes this past weekend because we've been talking about it and laughed my tail off. They're so good. So good. They are so good. Sorry, Matt. Go ahead. Well, the only person better at punting uh, than Mr. Perfect is Roman Reigns, of course. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. yep. The Superman uh, punt. All right. all right. We got a lot to talk about. We'll move on to the next thing. I know we talked a little bit about uh, Kyrie Zane retiring. Um, yes. Great. She had a good good run here. You know, I, I'll be honest. I saw her in NXT. Liked her. Didn't think she'd do much in the main roster, but I think when she got with Oscar, she uh, she turned it on a bit, and I think she's going to be missed. I think people really liked her. I, I mean, I I read something uh, on um, on the interwebs about her and how well respected she was, and mm-hmm. I don't know why she's even, but uh, I, I think that's a big hit with her and Becky Lynch. Even oh, uh, absolutely. I think there's it, it's going to be a major loss for that women's division, which is already kind of depleted and and outside of Bailey, Sasha and uh and Asuka feels kind of flat to me. So I, I do think they're gonna be missing Kyrie Zane. She was a great worker. Agreed. Agreed. Well we'll see what happens and and go ahead, Matt. Sorry. Didn't mean oh, to I was gonna you. say, um Mike, I agree with you completely about the uh, unfortunately the women's division's a little bit watered down. Are there any I haven't seen NXT lately to be hundred percent honest with you. Are there any uh, women kind of uh, in the works a little bit that might be able to step in or uh, from uh, the NXT and stuff. If you smell what the Rock's daughter is cooking, there sure is. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I don't think really? some, I don't think Simone is ready just yet for the big time. But I, I don't think she's been on TV yet. No, but you know who else is pretty good is that Bianca Belair. I, I she was, she was she's good. Awesome. I, I hope they take her up. And then they took. Um, Who's the the Queen of Hearts there that had like a good run and they just just took her off TV? Oh, uh, Shayna Baszler. Um, Shayna Baszler. Yeah, they just took her off. Oh, I heard Vince didn't like her or something. Something like that. But you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, they're really pushing the women's division, so um, and I liked a lot of the stuff that was going on. But we'll see what happens, and she'll she'll be a tough loss, I guess. But um, they'll move on. But the other thing we wanted to talk about too is switching. That was all WWE. Uh, we can go into some AEW talk. Yay. All right. Well, first, first thing is, uh, Zach, the AEW seems to continue to capitalize on the people that WWF is, or WWE is releasing and, or had released with, uh, picking up a little Zach Ryder. He interfered in a match and, mm-hmm. uh, they name his name is Matt Cardone or is it Cardona? It might be Cardona, but, but he looked good. He didn't look like the fun loving, um, uh, toy review specialist <laughs> that he was in WWE. He actually looked like he had a little bit of fire under him. I'm interested to see what uh, what he does over there. Yeah, I am too. I think, it, you know, for a long time when I would listen to interviews with Cody, he would always talk about Zack Ryder. 
and talk about how him and a couple of the other guys that I, that are all close had this sort of fear about what it means to leave WWE and can you find work? Can you be successful? And, and, and I really credit uh, Matt Cardona for taking the chance and, and going somewhere else. And, and, and I, I wish him nothing but the best. I, I, I'm interested to see what happens from here. Yeah, I agree with you completely. I think it's going to be a fresh start for him, obviously. Uh, maybe he, uh, he, you know, he needed it. How long has he been in WWE? I feel like over 10 years. Forever. And he's been, been like a mid-carder with one Intercontinental Championship run, maybe. It, which was yeah. actually pretty pretty great. That, w- that WrestleMania ladder, ladder match, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was great. Um, but yeah, he definitely, he he's another guy that could, another guy is Rusev. Uh, these guys that right. are leaving WWE, they have so much potential. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. just because they're framed in one way in WWE doesn't mean that's who they are, you know? Yeah, well, I, we'll see what happens. I think it'll be good. Um, we'll see as this goes along and what the whole AEW creative process does for him. But uh, Zack Ryder, woohoo! <laughs> Is he gonna do that? In, I don't know. Do I that? hope so. That I don't think so. Part. I hope. Not. I hope not. Part. I really didn't like that. Yeah, see, that's where we differ, guys. <laughs> yeah. I really enjoyed it. Okay, but you know, I'm me. gonna I'm gonna chime in with you. Uh, actually, he was. I was one of the few very like cheesy things that i thoroughly enjoyed about wrestling because when you when he came on it was so stereotypical and i know mikey being from long island yourself gentlemen (laughs) strong uh, strong island you mean uh well i mean you know any way you dice it um it was he was special i will edit myself out of this by the way no don't uh bobby (laughs) you're fine I don't say this often, great. but uh, you changed my mind a little on that yeah. one. The woo-woo thing is, is corny, but it's cheesy, but that's wrestling. Right. Yeah, that's uh, why I love it. it. Yeah. Yep. I mean, you guys like you smell what the rock is cooking. Like, that can't be any more <laughs> corny. Like, come on. Or that's the bottom line. Like, the easiest freaking thing to come up with. There's zero creative, but it's how you present it, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. I look at it, and... It's the same thing with, uh, you know, who else I like? And you're not be surprised because it's very similar to Zack Ryder. It's Too Cool. I think Too Cool was one of my favorite <laughs> tag teams. No, these guys these guys took a gimmick that clearly was Sucked. the most ridiculous gimmick of all time. And they ran with it and they crushed it. Like, they crushed it. I loved it. Loved nope, every second of it. You're right. You're right. I agree. Yep. yep. Okay. Keep going. Uh, the other thing we got to talk about is... Um, a lot of talk around the wrestling world here with uh, Eric Bischoff going to uh, AEW. Now, in 10 years ago, maybe even 20 years ago, that would be really, really big news. But uh, I know the panelists here do not have a love affair for Eric Bischoff, and they bring up some good points. So, Mike, why don't you, why don't you talk a little bit about Mr. Eric Bischoff and your disdain for him? All right, so here's Mikey Cash's two cents on all of this. All right. In wrestling, we absolutely love nostalgia. And that is what Eric Bischoff represents. At any time, you know, the wrestling business feels like it needs a shot in the arm. We need something new. They just recycle the same old shit. So you're just changing the patch on, on Eric Bischoff's shirt. But it's still <laughs> the same thing. You're just painting shit gold. It's still shit. You just can't keep doing that. It's... We as fans constantly complain that the wrestling business is never trying anything new. And then we get excited when this stuff happens. So we're actually 
sort of working against our own best interest here because we're, we're getting so excited about this old thing being recycled again and then complaining three months down the line, well, they never should have done that. They should have done something new. I mean, we're kind of shooting ourselves in the foot, don't you think? Yeah. No, yeah. I listen, I agree with you. I think if you ever, have you guys um, ever read the book, The Death of WCW? I actually didn't read it. I listened to it on a podcast, but you guys really need to check it out. It's really good. It talks about WCW from the beginning all the way to the end. And Eric Bischoff, how he kind of came in. He didn't really know much about wrestling. He was just a guy who uh, who was a producer. And he kind of worked yeah. himself up. And I think he kind of rode the coattails of the Hogans and, and whatnot. And, and he was kind of sleazy. He reminds me of that guy that, you know, puts way too much grease in his hair and slicks it back. And then he's going to come, you know, take you for all the money you're worth, you know. And that's pretty much what I think about him. Yeah, to piggyback off of that, Vito, uh, I mean, I, we don't really know what his role is going to be with the AEW. Uh, is he going to be like the executive who's talking with the networks and that sort of thing? That seems to be like what he likes to do is the, the TV stuff. Uh, but I do agree with you. He looks for the easiest thing, in wh- whether it's signing all the guys uh, from WWE and putting them in one faction. Um, and we've also seen this before at TNA. Yeah. He's not not only in WCW or WWE, but at TNA, which was thought to be sort of like AEW. Yeah. And I I think, too, he kind of, you know, you think about WCW, think about the wars between Vince McMahon and 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 uh, Big Ted. Right. Like he's the closest thing. Yeah. Billionaire Ted. He's the closest (laughs) thing to to Ted Turner. And I think everyone kind of misses that. So when, when Bischoff gets involved, they kind of think, oh, well, this is going to be good because he was part of WCW. He did this. He did this. He beat Vince, you know? And it's yeah. like, no, nah, it's not going to happen. He didn't develop any stars. He kind of ruined it. If you, I, I really recommend that book, Death yeah. of WCW. It's, it's a really good take. And it just shows, like, you were right, Mike. They, they, they do the same cycle of repeating the same mistakes. And, you know, it, when wrestling's hot, anything works. When yeah. it's not, you got to find a way to change it. Yeah. But when it's hot, you can make mistakes, you know? Right, right. And they had that luxury for a long time. Yeah. So, all right. Enough about him. Last thing we're going to talk about, then we'll get into our uh, the, the big subject of the night, you know, our favorite feuds and rivalries. Um, breaking news, if, if you can call it breaking news on a podcast, sort of, uh, within the last hour or two. Um, the Rock Buys XFL from Vince McMahon. You know, the people's XFL. We'll see how that goes. I'm curious. I'm excited about it. I thought the XFL got off to a good start, but then COVID kind of killed it and didn't really give it a chance. But, you know, anything that Dwayne The Rock Johnson touches turns to gold. So he's fucking Midas. It's it's remarkable. You know, uh, some might even say it's phenomenal, this decision. But, you know, <laughs> it's it's <laughs> I, I love this move. I think it, it represents a lot for for The Rock, for uh, Danny Garcia's ex-wife and business partner. Uh, she's now the first female owner of a league, let alone a team. That's unbelievable. Uh, so what this means for sports in general and for for him and his history with football and and that kind of being taken away from him uh, now sort of having a reemergence in, in that field and in a different role that's awesome uh and he can actually instill some some great change stuff that you know his show ballers attempted to do to the nfl i mean there's a lot of art imitating life here and i i think it's just great before um before covid actually hit the xfl was starting to put out a decent product 
was it the NFL? No. Was it going to be the NFL? Absolutely not. Is the NFL shooting themselves in the foot with every stupid mistake that they're doing as we speak? Yes. The Shield is an embarrassment to themselves. Meanwhile, if you get the right owners and the right people in play, the XFL could at least give you a different venue, Mm -hmm. a different stream of football to watch. Uh, Maybe they start doing some of those different referee styles that we were seeing, uh, you know, introducing more video, introducing more instant replay, a lot more control to it, I think. It has the legs this time around. COVID kicked it in the uh, in the nuts, and I think uh, I think this is a great, um, you know, one owner to another owner. Uh, I think this is one of Vince's uh, greatest ways to it's, take. To, yeah, it's to one of his. It's one to, of his babies. Yeah, it's one yeah. of his babies. He's been trying to nurture this baby, and it just. It's it's right on death's legs, and then he brings it back from the dead, you know. And and uh, yeah. I think it'll be good. I I, I like the um, the the kickoffs they did. I hope they bring the kickoffs in. I hate the kickoffs in the NFL. I hope they bring in miking up the coaches. That would be phenomenal. Uh, it it just would be a a really cool thing. They always seem to think outside the box and do stuff that the NFL won't do. But um, you know, this kind of it, it, hopefully there becomes a nice little feud between the XFL and the NFL. And that kind of leads us into our next point here. You know, <laughs> uh, this is a great segue guys. Yeah. Great segue yeah. because we're talking about feuds. We're talking the, the lifeblood of wrestling, right? Is a good feud. I mean, there's a ton we can go back in time. There's probably some before our time, but um I want to I want to go ahead and start and see let's let's talk about a few of them. I know there'll be some people out there that might have differing opinions, but let's talk about a few of them and see uh see where we go. So I got to say uh when it comes to feuds, there's there's one for me that defined my childhood and that was Stone Cold versus The Rock. That was it. That was the big one for me. There were other ones, The Rock versus Triple H. Basically, Rock versus anybody. Rock versus Roman. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I thought I took mangoes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, really, the main one for me, Stone Cold versus The Rock. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll die on that hill. That's one of the best feuds of all time. Yeah. Looking back in, in the glory days of the Attitude Era, of course, you know, that's a great one. Mine was, uh, uh, you know, I, just to preface this. I feel like we're our favorite things are like going to be nineties, the nineteen nineties sort of things. True. You know, oh, true. I don't think any of our feuds are going to be from two thousand and seventeen. Um, so I want to just preface that by saying, uh, before I say that, I guess I'm not really sure where I, where I was going with that, but uh, mine is Bret Hart versus Owen Hart, uh, which okay. was uh, in nineteen ninety three. It began. I felt like I was part of the Hart family. I was like the little brother who couldn't get involved in the fight. Uh, oh yeah. Owen Hart was the, there was okay. And this leads me to kind of what Vito said last week. There and today's product, or you know, I mean, we can shit it on on it all all day if we want to. There's no grit, and along with that, there's no nuance. And the Owen Hart versus Bret Hart feud had so much nuance. Owen yeah. Hart was the little brother, but he was also extremely talented. He he beat Bret Hart at WrestleMania 10 in the opening match. And that was just like 
it, it shot this thing, to, in my mind, to the moon. I was eight years old when it was happening. Yeah, I was a little guy. And this was the type of thing that uh, the WWE was trying to get into, real feuds, real, uh, real wrestling. This was – they were ushering out Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan was going to WCW and, and doing Baywatch, inviting Ric Flair again. And WWE was doing two of the greatest wrestlers, brothers, and, you know, there's a lot more I could say about it. I could go through all their matches if you want. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but I so won't. Good. Okay, we only have so much time. Yeah. All right, Bobby Stone, what's yours? That was a good one. Well, I am actually going to bring you guys uh, still in the 90s. Matt, I think you hit the uh, – that was our golden era, right? You know, we've had – we're going to have some listeners who may – uh, think, you know, the Roddy Roddy Pipers of the world, uh, George the Animal Steel could be fantastic. Um, you know, could have been left on our Mount Rushmore's, but weren't. Um, but then there's guys like Cactus Jack and Vader who put together some of the best matches and some of the best themed matches, like the Texas Tornado or Texas Deathmatch. At Halloween Havoc 1993, it's literally one of my favorite matches ever. He came back after six months of just get, getting the bag beaten out of him, Cactus Jack. Vader just put him out of his misery, and next thing you know, they come back for another melee. They're beating the bag out of each other right down the runway. Cactus Jack got his name announced and was literally spearing Vader, who was a 450-pound man, into the runway. Guys, they had history back in Japan. They had it here. This was just wrestling of the behemoths. It's not like Cactus Jack was small. And for some of you younger listeners, Cactus Jack was also Mick Foley or Dude Love. He had a couple of names himself. Uh, but, man, they were both behemoths. 450 pounds doing a moonsault on a Saturday night wrestling show. It was just scary to see that man do Vader do moves like that. Um, so yes, my my history lays somewhere in the '90s. I'm proud of it. I love it, uh, and this is why I want to get on this podcast with you guys uh, for stuff Bobby just Stone, like this. Your new uh, your new name is going to be uh, Big Man Bobby Stone because you love the big guys, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Guy, Bobby Stone. He's going to Bear Weekend at Providence. <laughs> going? Weren't you there with me last week, brother? Yeah. Ooh, so those are all those are all really great, uh, really great matches. Um, I love the the Vader uh, Mankind one. I thought that so was Cactus good. Jack one. That one's great. So yeah, good. Austin, Austin, and uh, and The Rock is definitely another good one. And uh, you know, Bret Hart and. And, and Owen Hart is probably more of the underrated feuds, mm -hmm. I would think. You think of feuds, most people wouldn't talk about it, but I think that that is a really good one. I think that's a really yeah. good one. Um, and the, I, I have a, I, so I wrote down a couple, okay? I, I'm not going to lie. I wrote down a couple and I couldn't choose because they all have different, different things. To me, when I think of the best feuds, I think it's something that, oh shit, Raw's on tonight. I got to watch this because there's this one thing going mm -hmm. on. You know, most of the stuff that goes on is garbage and you, you get to the weed out the good stuff. Like when Austin versus McMahon, right? Like that is the, that is a huge feud that changed everybody, right? You have the boss that's telling you what to do and the guy who doesn't give a flying fuck. 
right? And, and he just said, F you. And I think at that time, everybody wanted to see that. So that's one that I think is really big. My other, I, I have two on here and I only picked two here because the first one is HBK versus Bret Hart. And I, I know we talk about these guys all the time, but really like I, when they, it really kind of the feud was, they, they would always go at each other. And it wasn't just a wrestling feud. I feel like it was in life feud. Like oh, they yeah. would go at each other all the time, yep. you know, like, and, and so I think you could see a lot of that on TV when he was in the heart foundation and, and HBK was in degeneration X. It was like, all of a sudden these degenerates, these like people who did shit wrong, they were the good guys. And Bret Hart, who was trying to do things the right way was from Canada. And he was the heel. He was the bad guy. I actually found myself on team Bret Hart and I would get yeah. angry when he would mm-hmm. like stuff the flag in his nose and, and, but then, then you get on top of it. Not only are you telling a good story outside the ring, you're telling it inside the ring, you know, with, with how they performed. Like they, as much as they hated each other, they always put on great matches. Um, and then, then I'm going to talk about this last one. Cause I have to put it on here. This is really my favorite one when it comes to just pure wrestling. Um, and then you guys, we, we can chat about it, but the, this one is, this is tag teams. Okay. Ah. And it's three tag teams. It's the Dudleys, the Hardys, and Edge and Christian. Those guys, I haven't watched tag team wrestling the same since then. Like they had great matches, great feuds, and they all pushed it to the limit. I mean, they had regular matches that were great. They had gimmick matches. They had the TLC matches that were unbelievable. So I just felt like I had to put those on there because that was a pretty big feud too. I just uh, didn't know we were doing a Mount Rushmore of feuds or else I would have came back <laughs> and loaded. You don't know that. I, I was so excited about this. This is like, I, I don't know. I could have gone on forever. There's the, I mean, yeah. you have Hulk Hogan versus, versus, uh, Versus uh, the Iron Sheik, like USA versus Russia oh, yeah, during that yeah. time. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. got to be mentioned. Like, yeah. they both were the worst wrestlers of all time. But that feud was huge. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the, That's... the Stone Cold McMahon one was mm-hmm. the one I was going to pick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I felt like it was maybe too obvious. But I would say that it is the quintessential uh, feud that just mm-hmm. kicked off everything. Unfortunately, for 25 years after that, we've gotten authority storylines and uh we will probably for 25 more years get (laughs) unintended uh, consequences yep yeah right it was just so good they've just been trying you know so the one that uh, i I, oh i'm sorry matt the one that i go ahead bobby just let me just say well i'm sorry i just wanted to say whenever uh stone cold finally uh gave mcmahon the uh the stunner. the stunner and he looked like he was dead and he was just in shock like a 13 inch tv so excited <laughs> or when he went in into the 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 uh the oh my god the operating room and yeah. <laughs> excuse me doctor can you grab this Yes, nurse. <laughs> and it's Austin, ready to go it's so great. good so good you can't make that stuff up so that was one of the classics of Raw, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that type of feud. But one of the feuds that kicked off Raw was actually Razor Ramon versus the One Two Three Kid. That was so much fun to watch. That, that was, was the one hour 
that I made sure I recorded on my VCR because we didn't have DVRs back in the day. And God knows I was falling asleep because I think I was like seven or eight at the time. But one, two, three kid doing the first pin, utter shocked. Second time, what are we talking about? Third time, now he's a star. It was just nothing but fun. And then he became X-Pac. Yeah. And then did a porno. Guys, he had a great (laughs) career. Who did he do the porno with? China. China. Oh. Yeah. 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 Not not good. I don't know who had a bigger dick, to be honest with you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have to review the tape, and I'll get back to you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, No, those are all good. I mean, I'll tell you, there is a theme from all this, though. We um, we didn't pick any WCW matches. (laughs) Nothing. Nothing in WCW. uh, Yeah. 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 Yeah, That's true. I mean, there definitely were some in in WCW, though. I I just think they were kind of lame uh, and over exaggerated. But I mean, I know you hate the stinger. But uh, he definitely had some, you know, him versus the NWO with uh, DDP on his side. I mean, come on. This, I know. Okay. Listen, I, I know. I'm, I know we're going to get into this debate about Sting. For you guys who don't know, they hate Sting. I, I think Sting's an no, icon. No, I think okay. Is this it just me? This is, this is out of control. <laughs> okay. Can I say one thing about Sting and we'll move on? Uh, the NWO versus Sting, one of the greatest storylines of all time. Actually, could have been one of the greatest feuds. We could have picked that. Um, but the finish to it ruined it. Um, yeah. It was Starcade, I think, 97. Yep. And Hogan was like, I gotta, you know, I don't know what he did. Yeah. I forget. It was like well, a that's count it. out of something. That's, yep. that's it. They build it all up, and then they have the worst endings to all of their, their storylines. So it's yeah. tough to pick one of those. Yeah. And it's also tough uh, for me to respect Sting as a human being for him to let that happen. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're going to stand up. You're the hottest wrestler in wrestling right now. You pick the ending. You don't let uh, Kevin Sullivan, you know, you know, Kevin Sullivan, little guy. Yep. Yeah. He was mm-hmm. the one making all the decisions because, you know, it's thing. You got to stand up for yourself, buddy. You're a nice guy. You know, I'll call you later. All right. That's all. <laughs> you know, the best, was- the best, uh, the best rivalry I think I saw in WCW was um, the King from Ready to Rumble. <laughs> versus the whole roster of bad guys. And they had that giant match with David Arquette. So good. <laughs> I will rule you. <laughs> I did not watch that stuff. I, did you watch I, watch? I stopped after like 98. Okay. WCW. Well, that's one of my Man, favorite like... movies of all time. And it's, I think, on the list really? of worst movies. I think, but it's also on the <laughs> list of worst movies of all time. But I loved it. So, um, no, those are, those are great matches. You know, there's another one we didn't mention that I, I thought was a pretty good rivalry, too, was um, Undertaker versus Mankind. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. That went on for that's years. That's so an fun. honorable mention. Honorable Absolutely. mention, you know? Yeah. And they had some great ones. I mean, a lot of them, though. You know, you get into the wrestling where you get the hardcore wrestling and you get the hells and hell in the cell and people bleeding. And, and I think it got pretty, pretty good. Then you get Undertaker Kane, right? Undertaker yep. brother versus brother. That was a great storyline, mm-hmm. you know, great storyline. But uh, I, I liked Austin, Austin, the rock, though. I think that one is so good just because you have two alpha stars, right? Mm-hmm. And they both have a lot of respect for each other and they put on some great matches. I mean, I, no one sells the stunner better than than the Rock, hands down, hands down. Yeah, 
But I, I think it also is, is meaningful too, because Austin walked away on that match. Yep. And mm-hmm. it was just kind of like, an, you'd think for like this big star, he'd walk away and it'd be this big deal. And it kind of was just, the guy's walking away, you know, yeah. he's done. And, and the rock knew it and they knew it. And it was just a great rivalry. I mm-hmm. agree. And it even started when they were, you know, in doing intercontinental championship, they're like mid card wrestlers. And yep. it was a good rivalry. No, yeah. it was great. I mean, wrestling's an art and art elicits emotion. And those two guys did it better than most. Uh, I mean, look, look no further than, than the, <laughs> right. Uh, look at that video package for WrestleMania 17. Like Limp Biscuit aside, like that happened. Whoa, whoa, with whoa! Those guys. Limp Biscuit's right. great. Also on my list of really great <laughs> bands. But go uh, ahead. Uh, all right. Uh, no, no real hate on Limp Biscuit because I, I freaking love them, especially at this point too. So that that video is one of the best packages for a main event I've ever seen. Like I, I yeah. still, I still hold that above all the rest. Is like that's the standard bearer is that particular video because WrestleMania seventeen, yep. right? Yeah, it was mm-hmm. beautiful. It was beautiful, and yeah. like you said, uh, nobody better, nobody better than those two. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree a hundred, a hundred percent there. So they, um, you gotta, you gotta admit though as well, they headlined three WrestleManias: fifteen, seventeen, yes. nineteen. 15 was bigger than 14. 14 was Austin versus Shawn Michaels. Yep. And little did they know 15 was out of this world mm-hmm. in terms of popularity and stuff. But I was just so excited about it. Yeah. I'll, tell you, back. <laughs> I'll tell you, you know, we're, these are a lot of stuff in the past and uh, I, I, I'll bring up some that are going on now or recently that I think have been, been pretty good there haven't been many because they don't like to build storylines and keep them so it's very difficult to uh bring some up but um i, I watching aew uh kenny omega versus uh john moxley was a pretty good one too i mean i don't know what it was but moxley moxley kind of when he turned into like the stone cold of aew like people he's just got this does whatever he wants, weird attitude. It's re- very gritty. And he just, I remember when Austin used to go after everybody, like there'd be a hundred superstars in the ring and Austin would sprint in and just fight them all. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what Moxley does in a different way. Um, and the Omega match uh, where it was the first real like hardcore match I've seen on pay-per-view in a while uh, was pretty damn good. I mean, we had barbed wire, barbed wire uh, tables and, it was nuts. I don't know if you guys saw it. And then they took the ring and opened the ring up, took the apron off the ring and yep. slammed them on the hardwood there. It was it was pretty intense. I, I was pretty shocked. It gave me it gave me good shock value on something I haven't seen in a while. Well, any I got so used to hardcore matches only having a, a chair, a kendo stick and a table. So it was <laughs> it was really nice. It was really nice to see other uh, other weapons involved. Yeah, they got in big trouble for it, too, because I think that, you know, the state that did it didn't grant them permission to do stuff like that. I, I don't know all the details, but I'm glad they did it. It brought me back to uh, to the old school days. Of, well, I guess it's now old school, but the hardcore days. I, I did enjoy some hardcore matches. Listen, I don't want every match to be a hardcore match. But it was nice to see some some guys, you know, you know, kicking the shit out of each other. Yep. <laughs> Some of my favorite mm-hmm. hardcore matches were the staged hardcore matches. You know, the ones that were in your 
toy stores, the grocery stores, uh, yeah, all sorts of absolute garbage. What was it? Uh, but not Buddy Holly, Bobby Holly. What guys? Help Bob me out. Who's Bob 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 Holly. Bob Holly. <laughs> Yeah, hardcore, and his little his little brother Crash. Can Crash you, was the best. Yes. Can you just call him Bobby Holly from now on? Just like yeah. uh, Bobby Holly. <laughs> We're buds. No, that but I, title I, was fantastic. It was just absolutely destroyed, and then had masking tape that mm-hmm. said hardcore. Yeah, now it's, they turned it into the twenty four seven championship, and it's stupid. It doesn't. It's just stupid. Nope. So they might as well not even have one. But the hardcore one was great when they yeah. had like Sting and and all of that. Uh, not Sting. Oh my god, I got Sting on the brain. Uh, Raven, Raven, <laughs> uh, and Rhino, um, Ted, and RBD. Rhino. Yeah. Basically, yeah. they just bought all the ECW guys. Uh, and they're ECW, like, come in here yeah. and make us yeah. a hardcore division. And then they push the guy that's like four foot seven that they called Elroy, <laughs> who had the title forever. And he's, he, uh, yeah. And then he's in, oh, that, it was great segments, though. It was, it was really great segments. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, those are great feuds. Uh, you know, if we have any listeners on here, um, which hopefully we do, if you, uh, you have any suggestions, let us know. I mean, if we're missing something, you disagree. Uh, I know Show Me Your Puppies 34 uh, was our super fan last week. Right, tweeting in, telling us he loved the show, and uh, we we also got one. Sean Stasiak for life, uh, right uh, on Twitter said that he really enjoyed uh, Mike Cassio's dialogue last week, and uh, I don't know what that means, but we'll we'll run with it and we'll take it as a compliment. Great, thanks. Good dialogue. Yeah. Hey, what can you say? Well, all right. I, again, we we don't want to take up too much time. We're we're trying to keep it to like a half hour, so we'll we'll wrap up a little bit here. We'll wrap up, then we'll. We'll have our final final 30 seconds to talk whatever you want. Um, but uh, I thought this was a good one this week. And, uh, and we covered a lot of things. We covered a lot about stuff that's going on in wrestling this week. We talked about some of the feuds going on um, that we really enjoyed and some some that were going on in, the, in, in, in real life right now, which, you know, to talk about that just a little bit more, though, are there any other feuds that you guys can think of going on now that really excite you? I mean, I right now uh, there, there yeah. was the gargano champa one that was pretty cool yeah yeah that was pretty good uh, we got nothing it's wrong. difficult we got, yeah, yeah difficult. we just had radio silence here <laughs> just yeah it's difficult dead I, mean, airwaves. Uh, I mean randy orton and edge you're gonna go to them because they've wrestled a few times and it was pretty intense maybe i don't know it's uh mm-hmm. I mean, the co- I'll tell you one that was pretty good, but they didn't last very long. It was the Coffee Kingston Brock Lesnar one, the yeah. giant underdog, and mm-hmm. you know? But but how can you have a feud with Brock Lesnar when he shows up five times a year? There's so. no such thing yeah, as a feud right. with Brock Lesnar. It's just you're no. gonna lose to him. So you're gonna get squashed unless and, you're uh, yeah. Roman Reigns, <laughs> and he'll squash you. <laughs> Uh, yeah but no i i mean i think they're they're missing the boat a little bit because they got twitter they got all these social media sites now where they could really push the limit on some of these feuds and just like give us some good matches going along with it don't just do mm-hmm. one match and end it like keep it going you know mm-hmm. keep it going so we'll we'll see what happens but um all right we'll, we'll we'll go to um whoever wants to start here for our final uh 30 seconds our final thoughts um go ahead i'll, I'll go last I'll lead it off. I just have. Uh, I just wanted to get this off my chest. Last Monday on Raw, the main event was 
Uh, I only know this because uh, I was on Snapchat and I accidentally clicked on it. It was like raw top 10. And then I got kind of sucked in. The main event was the big show versus Randy Orton. Okay. And uh, a couple thoughts on that. Bobby Stone is on this, uh, on this podcast right now. And in 2013, him and I went to the 21st annual Survivor Series at the TD Garden, 2013. And the main event was the big show versus guess who? Randy Orton. Wow. This is, we're talking seven, eight years ago. And it was getting boring chance then. Now <laughs> they're like, okay, you know, we're going to have it. They got nothing else. And we're not going to call this one of the best views of all time. And uh, I, I hate to just crap on things, but this was like uh, something that really stood out to me. And finally, uh, only 1.6 million people tuned in for that, the lowest viewership of all time for Raw. So I wonder why. And uh, yeah. That's my thoughts for the week. Mikey Cash. Uh, all right. So uh, two more cents here to end the show. I uh, just want to give a little bit of a spotlight to something that's been happening in the wrestling community. Uh, the hashtag speaking out. A lot of female wrestlers have been sharing their stories about uh, abuse and harassment in the locker rooms. And uh, just a little bit of good news. A good first step here. Uh, it, a company called Equity in the UK, they're uh, a trade union for professionals and performers. Uh, they actually came to terms with uh, Progress Wrestling, uh, which is based out in the UK as well. And they are uh, they actually have these new rules uh, to abide by, sort of trying to prevent abuse and harassment in the locker rooms, trying to create uh, just a safer environment for everybody involved. And uh, Progress isn't the only wrestling promotion that's... Um, taking part in this. So uh, kudos to them. Hopefully this is just a good first step and uh, this is good for wrestling. This is good for all of us. So let, let's keep it going. Thanks. Love Bobby. it. Bobby Stone. Well, what we didn't talk about today was the stock watch. Uh, wanted to give you guys an update as to where we were at with the stock price, which is currently $44 and 17 cents. Uh, last time it was reported it was somewhere in the neighborhood of about $45.84. So it is uh, on a steady decline, um, you know, just by a couple of percentages, a couple of, couple of cents. But it did hit right after the XFL announcement. Quick little uptick, and by the end of it, it got sold again. So uh, maybe they heard about the Randy Orton uh Big show storyline just said we're gonna we're gonna dump our stock again, boys. Uh, stock so. killer, that's what they call it. He's no longer legend killer, he's stock killer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's great. Bobby Big Man, the stock guy stoned. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Uh no, those are those are great. Um mine, I, I kinda you know, wanna talk about band moves and wrestling. Can we can we please bring back the pile driver? Can we please bring back like these band moves? Listen, I'm all about wrestler safety. 100%. Get it. 100%. But I want to see someone get knocked on their head, man. Like that is a great move. Everyone loves the pile driver. Shit, Jerry the King Lawler. Love the pile driver. I don't even know what his finishing move was, but I think it was the pile driver. So we we need more of this stuff. And and I, I know it's there's there's safety issues, but shit, I love the grit. I love the the, the unknown. I like it when it's a feeling a little bit more real. That's what kind of drew me in in the '90s. And it's just so scripted right now. We need we need some more of these moves back to make it feel like it's not just 
the same wrestling match over and over and over again. So we'll see what happens there. But um, guys, I do thank you. you thank you. And then we'll Please. let it go. Okay. Mikey, Mikey Cash is talking about equity in wrestling. And you're talking about dropping the guys on their heads. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But they're two totally different things. One's, one's, one's like a, a, a physical male-female thing. The other one is actual wrestling. You know, it's outside the ring. One's inside the ring. We cover the gamut on this show, folks. Yeah. We've got so, hey, we'll, we'll see what, what next week brings. Um, I know next week, get excited. We are going to be talking about wrestling video games okay which one's the best which system and why okay so that's next week uh, we'll probably bring you some more updates of what's going on and um we hope you enjoyed this week on strutting from gorilla <laughs>